Hey everyone, this is Rob T from the IMO Podcast with Rob T. I'm also on the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast and I co-host the Shield Bearers Podcast. I want to talk to you small business owners out there. I'd love to help you out with my platform by producing an ad for you and advertising it on all of my podcasts. You can hear my podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon, just to name a few. All you have to do is contact me and we can talk about a sponsorship. If this sounds like something that will interest you, shoot me an email at i.m.o.podcast22 at gmail.com. That's i.m.o.podcast22 at gmail.com. Let's work together and help each other grow. Hey yo, what's up everyone? This is Rob T and I am the drummer for the band Reborn. Have you checked out our latest single? Yo, check it out. We got more music for you to check out. All you got to do is go to Spotify. You can go to iTunes. You can go to Amazon. You can find us anywhere you stream music, all right? Just search for the band Reborn. That's the name of our band. You can also go to our website at www.officialreborn.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Man, we are all over the place. And right now, we are booking shows, so we want to come see you. So why don't you contact us at theofficialreborn at gmail.com. That's theofficialreborn at gmail.com. Bring us to your town. We look forward to seeing you. I've always been very opinionated. I always have something to say. Am I always right? Of course not. But I still have to speak my mind. What better way than on my own podcast? Give me a topic and I'll have an opinion. And now you'll get to hear all about them along with my guest co-host for the day. So come along and join me. After all, it's all I-M-O. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Rob T. And you are listening to the I-M-O podcast with Rob T. I know it's been a few weeks. We started off really strong. Uh, reason I waited was because I wanted to see if anybody else from uh, the great town of Uvalde would, would uh, want to share any stories. I didn't want to just uh, push anyone or anything. And uh, so far, no one has stepped forward, which is fine. Um, but I want to move forward with my podcast. So if you're listening, you're from Uvalde, just know this platform is always available to you. All you got to do is reach out whenever you're ready to talk. I will give you a platform and I am not going to treat you like the media. You're going to say whatever the hell you want to say. Um, good, bad, indifferent. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, I'm going to give you that platform to tell your story and the story of your loved ones. So just know that that's an open door invite whenever you're ready. But for now, we're going to move on. So I am ready. And the topic I want to talk about this week, and I'm going to preface it by saying this, in my opinion, I think our country is in way more trouble than we really think it is. And helping me today discuss that is a awesome dude that I just met recently. He he was a guest on a pod, another podcast that I co-host on with uh, Daniel Haggerty called the Shield Bearers Podcast. And uh, I love what he had to say there. And he has his own podcast called the Distinguished Savage Podcast. And uh, 
it's freaking awesome <laughs> i like it a lot i love the title but uh without any further ado this is my co-host today mr walt settlemeyer what's up walt what's up brother rob t man it's good to talk to you again man I always you too to you. you too man uh we had a great conversation last time with daniel and i loved it because we had a certain topic to talk about but you notice how we kept kind of going to other oh, topics yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> to I, me hey, that's that's my thing I, yeah man to me that's a that's a sign of a great conversation because let's be real we could have we, we could have went on for hours you know yeah and uh, and that's the awesome thing about it so so Walt, let me tell you how i came across this and why you came to mind okay, okay. so i'm scrolling through facebook one day um and i'm just looking and stuff and then i see all of a sudden this is all over the place uh where mara largo which is trump's place right got uh raided by the fbi um and i'll be honest ever since the the election happened back in 2020 or whatever it was um i, I kind of decided to stay away from the politics just because of all the flack i was getting because i was a yeah. trump supporter you know and uh so i hadn't really been looking at a lot of news i, I just kind of been engulfing myself in my music podcasts, things of that nature yeah but i gotta tell you that really kind of grabbed my attention not because it was trump but because I know for a fact they didn't really have any grounds to do that. And if they can do that to him, what's keeping them from doing that to me? It's kind of where mm -hmm. I went with that, right? And so, of course, you know, a few days pass and everything. Next thing I know, I don't know if this is true or not, but now all of a sudden they're talking about the IRS having like their own police force, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like, what the hell is happening, right? Now, being a Christian, I know that... uh we all believe that you know the last days are upon us and there's certain things that are going to happen and one all, for one i'm not worried in the sense of hey man if this all goes to shit tomorrow i, I know where i'm going you know what i mean that kind mm -hmm. of thing but this has got to be some scary stuff for other people that are watching this you know and mm -hmm. and 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 not only that just with the way the world is going right now so it just got me to thinking and i was like you know what i think i think we're we're in a lot more trouble than we think we are. And you came to mind because we were in the last podcast talking about a bunch of different stuff. And mm -hmm. I saw that you and I had a lot of similar opinion on certain things, especially politically and, and as far as events in the world that are going. So I thought, man, Walt would be the perfect guy to bring on to co-host this podcast with me. So, Walt, let's start it off this way. Am I right? Are we in more trouble than I think we are or than, than, than we think we are? Oof. I I. I feel like we are just, mm -hmm. just uh, if my straight forward answer is I feel like we are. And for a number of reasons, and it, it, it sort of, it really baffles me right now. Some of the things that our government's doing that some of uh, certain aspects of federal law enforcement are doing. Right. Um, and I, I'm a supporter of law enforcement. I mean, I work in, you know, in public safety and I, you know, work with a lot of law enforcement and more local, right. But I have worked with federal in, in the past and, but I mean, it's, with the new inflation bill, with the one-sidedness of things that seem to be occurring in our government, it freaks me out because I feel like the rule of law, and I, I mean, for that matter, if you go back to the Federalist Papers, right, Federalist 51, checks and balances. There has to be a checks and balances. It can't be. Of if all the power resides in one spot, right, then it's just, it, it becomes, I feel like where we're at right now. Jesus, right. you know? Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree with you. Um, so this is the other reason why I wanted you to come on the show. Uh, I'm one of those guys. I've told you. I told you this on the last podcast where I, I get called a conspiracy theorist all the time. Yeah, me there too. are certain there are certain things that I believe 
and I think I said this last time, but just for our listeners that are listening to just this podcast and haven't heard the other one, one of the examples I gave was 9-11, right? Mm -hmm. I'll use that one because it happened so long ago. Uh, I'm just one of those guys that I don't take things at face value. And so when 9-11 happened, yeah, of course, I was one of the ones at first that was all gung-ho, you know, patriotic America, let's blow them up kind of thing, yeah, you know, sure, sure. Uh, just like everybody else. But as time went on, there were things that didn't add up, right? Mm -hmm. One of the big ones that stood out to me, and I don't want to make this all about 9-11, but I just use yeah, this sure. as an example. Uh, one of the things that didn't sit well with me was how fast the Twin Towers collapsed mm -hmm. after what happened. And so that's actually what started my trip down the rabbit hole, and which led me to my conclusion where a lot of people may not agree with this, but I think it was an inside job, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so those those are some of the things that people will call me a conspiracy theorist about, and, and, and I could go on and on about that. But I'm also one of those guys that I'll look and I'll see a little bit of it, but I'll stop myself from going down the rabbit hole. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I know you're a guy that definitely will go down the rabbit hole probably a little bit more than me. <laughs> I do. I go down you some know? rabbit holes. Man. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was another re reason why I wanted to bring you on because just as someone that kind of looks at things almost surface value, I do go a little deeper. Mm -hmm. um, I thought maybe you could shed some more light on what's going on. So let's start with the Mar-a-Lago thing, right? Yeah. Um, I, I'm a firm believer this is happening because, of course, Trump's opponents, right, the Democratic Party, they're basically trying to shut him down because they can't control him. Um, we've said this over and over again. When I say we, I mean those of us on, on the right uh, have said this over and over again that they can't do it because he's not a politician. Yeah. You know, he's a businessman. And I don't care if you're right, left, in the middle. The proof is in the pudding where when he was president, things were better. The yep. economy was getting better. You know, I'm not just going to be one of those that says, well, look at the gas prices. No, it's more than that. You know, yeah, it's um, much more than that. Right. And, and, and those are facts. Those are facts that can be researched. Those are facts that you can go back and see that the proof is there. But, um, I think it's, it's definitely, uh, a, a weaponizing of the FBI just to get after him. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. would you agree? I, I agree. I will. I, I think that's occurred, right? I, I will preface what I'm about to say with this is I try to take a, because I've been called a conspiracy theorist as well. I try to take an even keel, like I'm, I'm a data guy. I'm information and what right. I can prove and what I can't prove. Like with, you know, in your example of 9-11, right? Would it surprise me if it was an inside job? Absolutely not. Would it surprise me if it was not? Probably not, but um, it is what it is, right? But, mm -hmm. but that being said, right, like, I can't prove it one way or another. I have my suspicions, right? But, right, right. Um, but to your point, like more so lately, the thing that concerns me, that has concerned me about, and we're both probably going to be on a watch list now about the FBI, is right. a number of things. One is, is that they are incredibly good at manufacturing crimes and then convicting people for those crimes. There, uh, it's That's just, that's the record, right? That's the facts. You know, there've been incidents where they've, you know, they've, like gotten people to do a crime, then they arrest this guy, you know, and they're mm -hmm. like convicted. And there's a reason they have a 90% conviction rate. Right. Um, my concern is ever since Comey with, you know, during the Trump administration. And so let me put a pin in that for one second. Say, I, I'm not, I don't think Trump is the end all be all. I don't think he's the worst president we've ever had, but I don't think that of any president. I think any president's going to do things I like and things I don't like. Right. Um, my, 
the thing that I find difficult about Trump is that he he uh, galvanizes people one way or another. Either they hate him or they love him. There doesn't seem to be a lot of in between. That's a good point. And that and that's tough, right? But I do feel like that he is gaining momentum with for another presidential run for a number of reasons, and I feel like that is a danger to. And I I feel like I feel like I sound like a nutcase when I say this, but like. <laughs> To the, to the Democratic Party as a whole, because they've really become, it seems like the majority of the Democratic Party has become this uh, encased sort of like super far left, almost coming back around right again, sort of um, uh, ideology that I don't understand. Because, you know, like anything that just becomes dogmatic and too far one way or the other is not good for us as a, as a country or as a people. I agree. So that being said, I feel that, Trump has a lot of people who if you're given two choices between like the current administration, which has not done anything that I've, that I've seen so far that has been beneficial to the American people. It's been incredibly beneficial to the government. It's been incredibly beneficial to the, uh, to federal law enforcement. It's been incredibly beneficial to, um, certain specific members of, of the democratic party. I mean, you know, Pelosi and her husband who, I mean, there's factual data of them making money from China. That being said, that's a side note. Right. But it, I think that there are a lot of people in the country that I think a lot of people in the country, you know, are just like, hey, look, what I know is, is everything that I buy every day is going up or there's shortages of and or like, I, I don't know what's going to happen next tomorrow with the current administration. And when I say that, I don't mean just Biden, because I, if I'm being honest, I don't think he's run the ship at all. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think he just. Uh, is uh, he's a puppet figure for lack yeah. of a better term. Right? That's personal opinion. Again, like when it's, 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 it's all opinion, right? So, um, I, you know, but that being said, I feel like everybody, you know, a lot of people in this country are like, Oh, you know, like what the fuck I just recently with the inflation bill, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I'll be retiring soon. So there's more taxes on taxes I've already paid. Right. right? And, you know, for retirees and uh, you know, like at some point people are going to get tired of that. And it's weird because I think that as you know, the people, there are a lot of people who feel that Trump starts gaining momentum because they're like, well, somebody's got to step in and like put a halt to this, like uh, the recent thing with the forgiveness of student loans. And that's a double edged sword for me because I get it. If I had a student loan, a soul crushing debt, I would want some, I would want somebody to forgive my loan. Right. 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 By the same token, I've paid all my life on either loans or credit cards, or I've paid all my debts. Right. And I continue to pay debt. Right. That's, part of being a responsible citizen and you know that's like somebody invested a capital in me in the form of credit somehow and i pay that back right right that's a so i i look at that as anyway that's a side note but but again the taxpayer is going to pay that so we're basically exactly. just generating uh money but we're but you know then, then you got these people who like who are like hey hey man i paid my student debt and or like hey i'm a retiree like I, i'm going to be on a fixed income whatever that is and you want me to pay more money for you know, all these things that I, I have, you know, there's not, not even, there's no benefit to the country. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I can see the benefit of that is to vote Democrat once again. Right. Right. And that really concerns me. I think that there are a lot of people who are looking at Trump as like, you know, because well, nobody else, the only person I could see stepping up would be DeSantis, right? From, right. from Florida. Right. I mean, I like possibly. Him. Yeah, I do too, because he, at least, you know, so, some of his further right things I'm not as big on, right? But, mm-hmm. But that being said, I, I'm more middle of the road. Like I, I try to take an even-keeled 
middle of the road approach because I don't think all the way right or all the way left is going to be the answer. It's going to be, I agree. you know, a compromise. And the thing is, is at least like they're trying to they're trying to uh, secure their borders. They're trying to fight crime, right? Where you have there are cities. I mean, I live in one, right, in mm -hmm. Austin that is very. I wouldn't say pro crime per se, but they're certainly not pro law enforcement. Yeah. And I mean, you look at California, you look at New York, right? And it's it's a free for all for criminals there. And they're mm -hmm. they basically advertise as such, you know, district attorneys. But to that same token, now this is where I get on my high horse a little bit and I'm gonna get fired <laughs> up, right? But so you take the United States Attorney General who comes on TV and says that we have probable cause to raid uh Mar-a-Lago Trump's house, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell me that you're going to seal off all the Ghislaine Maxwell information for like all these, you know, like you're going to tell me that that Hunter Biden is not smoking crack oh, on, you know, by his own, right? Or the, the laptop, yeah. the money that Pelosi's made and the fact that that the that the that the U.S. Senate and House have voted to not have these uh, these 87,000 new IRS agents look into their money. Right. Right. It, it, it's, it's blatant. And what amazes me is that blatancy is and a lot of people are like well, fuck i back i back biden you know and this because i hated trump so much well, yeah you know what that is a good idea pelosi and her husband i'm sure are great they're fine <laughs> yeah it i i think the thing that bothers me most is like it's just critical thinking skills i don't care which which way you lean politically right whether mm -hmm, you have more mm -hmm. more liberal ideals or you have more conservative ideals right again right. in the middle of the road but at some point you have to be honest and look at facts for what they are and but again that's not a thing that's popular now right now it's just no. like well hey you know what the facts are what about whatever i say they are if i want to yeah. say i'm a woman if i want to say I'm a woman, i don't have a dog in that fight right, right as far as like you know pronouns and all that but you know if if we if we just start like saying making up whatever we want to make up then there's that's just chaos and bedlam yeah i mean like and where lately, do you go from there exactly because lately it's like everyone's making decisions based on emotion and yeah. you know we were always brought up to to think about what you're going to decide right it's yeah. not about what you feel it's you got to weigh out the options and make your decision based on the data that you have whatever the case may be you know i bought this house right i went off of the data it had everything that we were looking for you know and the price was there there were houses we saw that had everything we were looking for and the price wasn't there oh but i felt great about them if i would have went and got that house i'd be in big trouble right now financially so mm -hmm. critical thinking like you said is an important part of living you know and you're right it's like critical thinking has gone out the window now that could bring up a whole other topic that i can get into which is for those of us that are, are strong uh, about critical thinking and about calling a spade a spade and you know what i mean mm -hmm. What do we do in that case? You made the you made the comment about you don't have a dog in the fight, which I get, right? That's none of my business. You want to call yourself a woman and you're really a man? Mm -hmm. That's all you. But what about when you want me to call you a woman? And I know for the fact that you're not. Am I supposed to yeah. just say you're a woman? I don't think so. But that's a whole other topic. But you yeah. see, and the crazy thing about it is we're living in a time now where, man, I never thought I was going to have to think like that. I never yeah. thought I was going to have to rethink uh, compliment. This actually happened to me in my little town of Seguin, where I live at. Right. Mm -hmm. This really did happen to me the other day. I come out of an ice cream shop, see a pretty little girl, right? Little kid. I love kids, you know? Um, mm -hmm. and right away I was like, you have a pretty little dress on. You're such a sweet little girl, something to mm -hmm. that extent. It was, well, the mother 
right away said, are you assuming my child's gender? And I was like, oh, my God, what the hell just happened? And I didn't even respond. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to get in my car and have my yeah. ice cream. And I just turned around and walked away. In that particular case, I think I made the right decision. But just mm. the thought of having to do that all the time as 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 a red-blooded American man, I don't think I could do that. I think at some point I'm going to have to break and just be like, I don't care what you think you are. That's between you and God. But don't expect me to call you that when you're not that, you know. Yeah. But anyway, I'm getting off subject. <laughs> now no, I'm getting well, on my high horse, you know. <laughs> no, well, but but it, but you're right though because it, it it really kind of flows into really what we're looking at these days. Mm -hmm. um, because I, I I feel the same way you do in that. Like if I don't, no matter what your agenda is in your life, right? I if someone and i'll give you the, the opposite example but sure. i feel the same way right like if you want me to call you this that or the other you know like if so if you if you're like hey look this is what i identify as if you call me that i i'm down for i'm sure i'll do that right because right. you're we're, we're making a social pact right okay right. that's fine i don't i don't have a problem with that right and i don't have a problem whatever your gender is whatever your sex your all that right because it doesn't it doesn't affect me right and mm -hmm. whatever makes you happy and gives you peace at the end of the day I'm down for that. Right? Okay. Yeah. By the same token, right? Like I, I have an issue. Like if someone is like super hardcore Christian and they're like, you know, well, I don't want you to do this around me. You can't do this. You know, like other, I feel the same way about that. I'm like, Hey man, mm -hmm. like I'm not that hardcore. Right? I have my beliefs. You have your beliefs, but I can't get on board with whatever those other beliefs are. I just want to live and let live. Right. right. I want that. I always want that middle ground. Right. I will respect other people's beliefs, you know, no matter what they are unless they start to when you start to infringe and you start to demand of me that i that i have to kowtow to whatever your belief is whatever right. it is right right that's when i start having an issue because and, and with the with the gender thing if you say hey look this is what i identify as and this is what i'd like you to call me okay i, I can do that i don't have an right. issue with that not in any way form or fashion i what i what i have a problem is is when when people it's like that they're carrying it as that badge of like I'm just waiting to get to fight with you so I can tell yes. you what you need to think about me. Right. And that's the issue, man, because the more we do that, the further we get divided, the further right, people want to get in their little silos and just like, this is it. This is my world. And, mm -hmm. you know, and you have to believe like I do. And that is so antithetical to how yeah. I think, right? Because I am, I very much, one of the things that I love about this, what the country was founded on, right? Is this freedom of religion, freedom of thought, freedom of, you know, of, all the different things that we like hey look this is this is what i believe you know as long as you don't press or push that on me and that's when i start having some issue with with any whatever belief system it is right, right? right. like you know like i'm like i don't you know when you start wanting everyone around you to kowtow to you that gets a little fascist for my taste yeah right no no uh, doubt no doubt and and it's funny because um i remember because I, I became a Christian like very young and I grew up in a very strict Pentecostal household. Mm. And one of the things they always used to push on us was preaching the gospel, going mm -hmm. and telling people about Jesus and things like that, which I still firmly believe in. But mm. now as an adult, I understand more how to do it, I guess, in love, right? Because I yeah. remember growing yeah. up, they, they were like, it, it's by any means necessary you go after the, mm -hmm. the the sinner right and, yeah. and and it almost now looking at it as an adult it's like man that doesn't even sound like love right yeah. so going back to what i was saying about about the other thing 
I get it. I love the word you use, social, uh, what did you say? Social, social pact. Uh, yeah, social pact. Social pact. I like that because that actually has happened to me before. I, at my last job I was working at, I met this, uh, this dude named, uh, well, his name's Adrian. And um, what, what drew me to him is he had a real thick New York accent, mm -hmm. right? And I don't know, I just, I love that accent. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sitting there, uh, we're waiting to be let into the office and he was there with, with another coworker of ours and they were drinking their coffee and everything. And I heard him talk and that's when he was like, it's like, yo, yo, give him a coffee, give him a coffee. Yeah. And I'm just like, I like that accent. So right away I was like, are you from New York? Yeah, that started the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hit awesome. it off great, man. Actually, the way that he, he is really kind of likened me back to my high school days. So I kind of reverted back to that hood guy that i used to be back in the mm -hmm. day and that's how we were talking for a long time and uh and and i knew just by looking at him that he was not a dude you know what i'm saying mm. like i could tell yeah but i wasn't about to go so are you a guy <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i just i because at that point in time i believe i did what christ means for us to do and i loved him where he was at accepted yeah. him for who he was it took a while, but I didn't ask. He came out on his own. It's like, you know, I'm not really a guy, right? And I was like, yeah, I know, but I don't care. Yeah. You know, in that sense, that's different. It, that goes back to what you said. It was yeah. it was like a nonverbal social pact, right? Yeah. I'm not going to, if he sees himself as a guy and that's what he's trying to transition to or whatever, that's between him and God. My beliefs on that subject don't matter at this point because- yeah my only call or my only command at that point from my god is love him mm -hmm. where he's yeah. at because it's not my job to convert him and that's the thing that these christians nowadays don't get they yeah. think it's our job to go and convert the world that's not our job that's his job our yeah. job is just to love everyone you know what that, i mean yeah. um oh, but so you're right important. yeah but you're, but you're right i think even with those that are just talking about their political agendas and stuff like that. Everyone is so damn concerned about being right yeah. that they're not even listening no. when, when you try to talk, you know? Um, I saw a great example of this. This was a few weeks back. Don't ask me where the town was because I don't remember, but it was another one of those Facebook things. Mm -hmm. Apparently there was another one of those uh, police shootings where they killed a young black man um, and there was a protest going on by BLM, right? Mm -hmm. At the protest, the victim of the guy that was shot was there trying to tell them he was trying to kill me and my baby. Oh, yeah. you, does it sound familiar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was trying to he was trying to kill me and my baby, and the cops saved my life. But the BLM members wouldn't listen. They just kept yelling over her. And mm. it's like the facts are right there in your freaking face, and you don't you don't care. You just you just want to be right. It's like yeah. with this whole uh Floyd, I forget his name already. George Floyd, yeah. Yeah, yeah, George Floyd thing. They made him into be a hero, to be this iconic symbol of, you know, equality or whatever you want to call yeah. it. The dude was a criminal. Bottom yeah. line, that's what the facts say, but nobody wants to look at that. Everyone is just so concerned about being right, and you're right, even on well, the right. right, not just the yeah. left. Oh, yeah. Or pushing a narrative, right? Whatever the narrative exactly. is, right? The facts exactly. don't matter. Like, let's, we got a narrative to push. I mean, with uh, you know, the fact that we have to we have to say any particular person, you know, race, color, creed, origin matters is we're already in trouble, right? Because it, it all matters. Right. Right. The fact that we delineate ourselves and we separate ourselves from each other, you know, is, I mean, and 
I mean, to be honest, BLM's made a lot of money. You know, well, the higher ups, right? You know, pushing right. the Marx the Marxist ideal, and they'll tell you they're Marxist, right? That's just yeah. they, they're you know that's that's their thing, and and I don't understand how Marxism and fascism are getting us are starting to get a bit of a social foothold here. Well, I think people people see people who have things and they say, well, I don't have that, and I want that, and the government should give that to me, and that's. I, Socialism and communism have never worked, right? This no. is a, because it's a great idea, but you put involve people, and then it just goes awry. Because what do people exactly. do? People fuck things up, right? Exactly. And to your point earlier, man, once you if you, when you find something, right? And I think this is for anything. When you find something in your life that gives you that gives you purpose, gives you meaning, like whether it's religion, you see it a lot in CrossFit. You see people who become vegans. You you feel great suddenly, and you feel this like, and you want to tell everybody, you want to convert everybody. I did it with fitness. Right. I'm like, oh man, I this is the best thing. You everybody needs to get fit, and you'll be happy and healthy, and mm -hmm. it's amazing, you know. And like, it, and all you do is turn people off. You are not going to get anybody pressing, and I don't care what that is. If it's right, if it's CrossFit, if it's if it's vegan, if it's Christianity, if it's Marxism, socialism. If you shove it down somebody's throat, they're just going to resist, right? Exactly. All I'm going like, I'm like, now I'm just, now I'm just going to fight you. Well, not fight you, but I'm going to resist just on right. principle alone because right. I don't, you know, I was minding my own business, right? Yeah. And I think that's the other tough thing too is like we have all these narratives that are being pushed, and kind of coming back around to your point is there's definitely a political narrative that's being pushed now. Like when you, you, you mentioned gas prices earlier, like gas prices skyrocketed for a number of reasons. Right. And is mm -hmm. Biden in charge of that? No, he had a hand in it. Absolutely. As did, right. as did the, uh, the democratic controlled, um, house and Senate, but it, but it goes up and like, we're not responsible for this, but it comes down, you know, 12, 13 cents. And they're like, Hey, you're welcome. And I'm like, Oh, I got you. Right. Yeah. That's the thing is like that, you know, but so many people, especially now more than ever, I feel, are just so willing to like turn on TV and whatever that says goes. Right? Nobody wants to delve deeper. No one wants to ask the questions. I mean, so much of what we know more now about, I mean, COVID as an example. Right. right. I mean, look at the things we know now, you know, and there's still people who are like, I'm going to get more and more vaccines. And I'm like, you know, nobody's questioning why sudden adult death syndrome is suddenly a thing. And like, you know, athletes who are otherwise healthy are suddenly dropping dead. But ah, that's normal. Yeah. You know, it, and I'm not saying there's causation or correlation, but I'm saying that's an anomaly in the baseline. Right, right. And it, people, what I don't understand, this is my big thing, and I harp on it on my podcast. I think we talked about it. Man, is I, I don't want to believe just all in on one thing, right? Because then it's harder to change my mind. I want to be able to see, like, in face of new evidence, which is this is a scientific method, not scientism, but the scientific method right. of, like, in the face of new evidence, you know, maybe I need to change my idea or my opinion or my view, you know, or my position, you know, but once I believe I'm like digging my heels and I'm like, no, no, there's no way, you know, that people, are, they cling to that. Like, even in the face of, like I said, like, you know, all these contradictory facts, you know, and, and it's even hard to have a conversation these days. Cause again, they just want to shout over you, right? This, yeah, you know, like yeah. the lady who, you know, who this guy was trying to kill, you know, like, Hey, look, you know, you, don't fit our narrative and definitely aren't going to make us more money or push our political agenda. Right. So we're just going to shout over you. Right, right. Right. Oh, and if you try to talk when we're not around, we're going to try to cancel you. Yeah, it is. Exactly. It, we it's, it's like we're a country of five-year-olds now. Yes. And, and it's yes. so bizarre to me. And it's, it's even stranger. You know, I remember making the comment when, um, 
back during the election, the presidential election. And I made the comment, I was like, I could run, I could dig up Hitler's corpse and run against Trump and win. And I, no, I, I, I'm like, well, why, why, did, why are you voting for Biden? Well, because of Trump. I'm like, tell me why you're voting for Biden without using the word Trump at all. Tell, like, mm-hmm. what, are, what are his, what's his platform? What, it, what, you know, what is it, what is it you're looking for as far as like what the president can do? You know, and they're like, well, you know, Trump, I'm like, see there, that's the thing, right? Is you, it, I get that he's polarizing, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, is he the greatest man in the world? No. Is he the worst man in the world? No. Right. I mean, some people think that, right. There's, yeah. he's definitely very polarizing, right. But, but the simple fact of the matter is, is I would still, I would, I lean towards voting for someone who is more middle of the road or has the values that I hold dear. Like I, I think that we should absolutely protect our borders. Right. Because I right. think that that's a, well, for one more so for the immigrants, immigrants coming across into the U S because they're just being exploited by the cartels. Yes. Right. So this wholesale, I mean, now U S is one of the greatest, one of the, one of the biggest factions of human trafficking, you know, probably just behind the cartels. Yeah. Right. No doubt. But in, I mean, in it, you know, the, the whole election thing, you know, I mean, it, that's a whole other conversation, right? Yeah. but, but, you know, but the things that are important to me is like, I, I want to have a, you know, I want to have a strong country. I want to have an independent country. I, you know, I, I think that we should have strong gun laws mm-hmm. and I see a lot of things too. I mean, going back to Uvalde, I mean, would it surprise me if it's a false flag, uh, operation? No, it would not. Right. Because it's, there's a lot of anomalies again in the baseline. Right. I, I don't know. Right. And will I ever know? Probably not. Right. But yeah, it's just interesting to me when certain things occur and there are all these other things in place and, and, and people don't want to look at that. It's, it's really odd to me. I don't know. It's, but and I think it, the, uh, oh, it gets, it gets really difficult to when, uh, so like, and I know, and I know, I think I'm pretty sure you agree with me on this. Like I'm a very, you know, pro, uh, second amendment guy. Right. Yeah, same. I think, I think I have the, I have the right and I should have the right to protect myself, to protect my family, to protect my home with a firearm or whatever the case may be. So I'm one of those that, I am not in favor of anti-gun anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what makes this so frustrating and hard because now with what happened in Uvalde, since you know you brought up Uvalde, uh, with what happened in Uvalde, um, is it just me or does it seem like out of all the school, sh- school shootings we've had, this one kind of pushed us over the edge because it, it feels like this one seems to be more extreme in the sense of the reaction from everyone you know and mm-hmm. and it's become a very difficult topic for me um sure. i would like going back to going back to the interviews i did um for this podcast i stand by what i say i'm going to give them the platform to say whatever it is they want what i've tried to do at least so far is not give i'm really not trying to say much uh questions asking yes of course but I'm trying to stay away from opinions because right now tempers are high. Sure. And I've heard so many people that I love talking about, you know, banning guns and things of that nature mm-hmm. or whatever. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm personally, I, I am okay with the whole, uh, making the age from 18 to 21, but I think that needs to be modified in my opinion, mm-hmm. because you still can be in the military at, at 18. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, you're at 18, you can go into the military. Yeah. So my, in my opinion, I think that should be more of, okay, the law should be 
you have to be 21 to be able to purchase a gun, just like you have to do alcohol, unless you have a military ID showing that you are a military member, right? I think that would be great. But, you know, but this whole thing about, well, we don't, we, we don't want AR-15s and we don't want this and that. And then the idiot, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that, uh, mm. Mr. Beto O'Rourke <laughs> oh. going off and and uh, the, he had a viral video that went, or a video that went viral where he uh, cussed out some guy uh, and mm. he was talking about the AR-15 and yeah. he kept calling it a, a weapon that was a military weapon and it was made mm-hmm. to shoot enemies in Vietnam. I'm like, are you an idiot? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And And the people right now, because they're so emotional about what happened, are just biting at it and biting at it and they think he cares and i'm like he doesn't care he's using this as his platform to help his platform but i can't say that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean especially with my family right now that is hurting because they Mm -hmm. lost we lost our cousin it's like so i have to shut up i can't say nothing you know and that's what makes this so difficult because in my opinion a majority of my 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 not just my family but those that lost the loved ones in my opinion they're in such a vulnerable state right now mm-hmm. that it's easy just like anyone in a vulnerable state it's easy to take advantage of them and for me that's what i think that these people are doing mm-hmm. and it's not fair angers the hell out of me you mm-hmm. know because if people were to use common sense like we were talking about you would understand right uh uh, recently, after all this, the shooting happened in, in Uvalde, there were some stories that came up about the guy with the gun that, that stopped the guy in the mall. Mm-hmm. Like, there's an example right there. But are we talking about it? No, 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 no. We're yeah. not talking about it. And, you know, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. Well, what's what's more interesting is like uh, people were already persecuting him for like yes. he shouldn't. Have, I'm like, that's a that's a constitutional state carry, yes, right? Exactly. And eight out of ten shots from forty from forty yards is is a solid shot grouping, right? Um, it's I will again we talk about opinions right this is my yeah. opinion the majority of gun control and this is where i probably will sound like a conspiracy theorist and i will take that i will take that moniker mm-hmm. with with without uh, hesitation or regret but the majority of the of the reasons they put forward for getting rid of like you know for for uh banning guns for banning all that for taking guns away for all of that right is that an unarmed populace is a very easily controlled populace, right? You can ask the Germans, you can ask uh, uh, the Russians, yep. right? Everybody who's ever been disarmed, yep. right? And then controlled. Ask the Native right? Americans. And, yeah, Native Americans, exactly. Right? And they haven't trusted the government since, uh, and, and, and God nor do I blame them, right? <laughs> yeah. and I mean, like, you know, trust but verify is how I look at it. But, but that being said, like, the, the, the movement to take away guns in the u.s is it is it's disarming the population to make us compliant yeah that's my opinion again right because the reasons you put forward don't hold water as a fact right because you can tell me like what because here's the thing murder is illegal but it still occurs right yeah of course. and people are going to find people who want to do bad things to people are going to do bad things to people, whatever the tool they decide to use right 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 and it's interesting to me that more and more now that people who defend themselves with a sidearm or f- with anything are coming under attack when they're the ones who just mind their own business and getting attacked or you know, crime happens to them yeah. and they're being let out right so 
and I'll be honest again, this is going to sound like I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I feel like that's an agenda to push the whole thing. You know, like if you make criminals more emboldened, you get, it just become, I, I feel like if, if you're able to keep a population of a country divided on different narratives, if you're able to divide them politically, and if you're able to disarm them, that's a very compliant population. Very much so. Right. And, 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 and I agree with you. me out. Yeah, man. I, and I agree with you completely on that. You know, um, the answer is not less guns. That That isn't the answer. I mean, go back to the Constitution. The Our ancestors, that's what they wanted for us. They wanted us to be armed so that what they went through, we won't go through. Right. right? Because they went through that being oppressed and everything. And they're the ones that that you know, raised arms and defended themselves and started this wonderful country of ours, right? Mm -hmm. And so what we're not realizing is that that's kind of happening again, right? It's kind of, it's happening from our own government. God, yeah. I miss Ronald Reagan, even though I was a kid back then, but looking back yeah. on some of the stuff he said, he was on point with what he mm -hmm. said. The answer was not more government, it's less government, you yeah. know? And uh, and and I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, they are trying to keep us disarmed they're trying to silence us and yep. the, the proof is and it's already unfortunately it's already kind of happening because let's be honest if you and i were to start spewing what we're talking about right now in front of a lot of people boy would we get looked at pretty funny you know mm -hmm. we would get the the side eye we would get you know judged very harshly and mm -hmm. if and i honestly think that if they were just to use their common sense there's nothing wrong with what's being said right now what's mm -hmm. wrong with protecting yourself what's wrong with protecting your belongings things that you worked hard for mm -hmm. you know there's nothing wrong with that and i'm not going to allow anyone to make me feel otherwise you know and yeah. so yeah i i, I it's funny because the, there was a for a long time i thought what's wrong with me I, i'm not I don't, I don't feel like everyone else does. And, and then that's mm -hmm. when I realized there's nothing wrong with me. I shouldn't yeah. feel the way everyone else does. You know, I shouldn't be like the, the sheep, you know, and if mm -hmm. I'm getting pushback for some of these things that I believe in, then I think I'm in the right place, yeah. you know? Um, and I don't know, man, I just, I just really hope and pray that this country wakes up to what's really going on. Not only that, Walt, I got to say this. Yeah. And we talked about this last time. Right now, the media pushes this narrative like this country is divided. Now, I'm not saying the country is not divided. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's pretty, you can see that it is divided. But I don't think it's as divided as they want us to think we are. I think you're right. I think you're right on that. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I have seen several times, bro, here in, here in Texas, we, uh, I, I don't know if it was the last hurricane we had, but I know it was at least within the last few years. Mm -hmm. I remember turning on the TV and seeing a black man helping a white man, a white man helping a black man, a Mexican man helping an Asian man. Race didn't matter. All that mattered was, hey, yo, you need help. Let me help you. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and they were there for each other. The community of Uvalde right now, everyone is there for each other in the midst of the tragedy that's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. Um so so i know that we're not as divided as they want us to think we are yeah, you know and if we were just to kind of embrace that and start to see each other as equals i mean who cares about your your skin color you know it, it's i agree with you you know it's 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 part of this agenda that started way before 
even probably we were alive on this earth. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. uh, just to kind of keep us all separated and whatnot. Um, because I was telling my wife this the other day, I like to think of myself as a non-prejudiced person. You know, mm. I'm not, I don't consider myself racist. I, I, I really don't. But I would catch myself doing sort of racist things. And, and I'll give you an example because right now listeners are like, what? Right, right. <laughs> uh, I'll give you an example. If um, there were times where I'd be, you know, just out in public somewhere or whatever, and it's and it's kind of dark and I'm just chilling and hanging out with friends or whatever the case may be. And then all of a sudden there's a group of, uh, of black guys that walk by. Why do I all of a sudden get nervous? Mm -hmm. And it made me so mad when I finally woke up and realized what the hell is happening? Why am I feeling this way? Right. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to, let's be honest, how we were all brought up. Right. Mm -hmm. I was actually brought up um, and, and, uh, and I'm sorry if I'm rambling, <laughs> but uh, I was brought up to think a certain way about different races. Yeah. And, and it wasn't like they sat there and taught me this. It was just the upbringing, seeing how it was done. Um, so growing up, I always looked at a, a, a man such as yourself, being that you're white, you were automatically above me. That's honestly how I thought, you know, yeah, tough. way back then, if you would have known me way back then, it would have been hard for me to even talk to you because I would have felt I wasn't at your level just because of the fact that you were white. Wow. And that, that was, that was how I was brought up because that's how my parents were. My parents mm. were, were made us believe like, and, and I don't think they did it on purpose. Yeah. Right. Um, but it was just one of those things like the white people are the ones that are, they're the ones that live in the rich neighborhoods. They're the ones that drive the great cars. They're the ones, you know what I mean? And I always, I remember as a kid, always thinking it was really weird because I had white friends mm. and some of them were poorer than I was at the time. Yeah, You know what I mean? So it didn't mm. make sense, but believe it or not, it took me getting to probably, it probably started in my mid thirties where my mind started to shift, mm -hmm. you know? And what really helped Walt was the fact that I married someone who was half white mm. because my father-in-law is white. That's interesting. Yeah. And so when I, I when I would talk to him at first, I was really intimidated until he showed me, not by telling me, but by just showing me I'm just as fucked up as you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're all the same yeah. in that aspect. Um, now I think I think differently. You know, it's just crazy. But yes, Walt, that's actually how I was brought up. That was the way of thinking that I was brought up thinking how life was. Yeah. Oof, that's tough, man. That's that's interesting. Um I I got a couple of thoughts on that. On some some a lot of different things you said. I cuz I grew up in like this, you know, like I guess lower middle class for lack of a better term. I mean, like we weren't we weren't rich by any means, right? You know. Right. And my grandmother still had an outhouse, you know, for a while, right? Oh, cool. So we you know what I mean? And so we were, so I was one generation removed from like, you know, just having an outdoor outhouse as your, as your bathroom. Yeah. You know, but like I had, I had fairly progressive parents, especially my mom, you know? And, and so I, I was lucky growing up in the deep South, you know, like Western North Carolina in the mountains, mm -hmm. but still had like a very progressive mom, you know, and, and, and a dad as well, but more so my mom. 
And, you know, they were just like, Hey, everybody, you know, you're just as good as everybody else. And they're just as good as you. It's more character. Right. And that's one of the things that I was very lucky. And I realize how lucky I am to have that kind of upbringing. Cause yeah. you know, I see kids, I run on kids now where I'm like, Oh, that poor kid. You know what yeah. I mean? Like what kind of life are they living? You know what I mean? Like, right. and they don't, they don't, you don't know better as, as a kid, right? You have no idea. And it's interesting now as I've gotten older though, because I, I look at things from more of a, I, I think I always sort of have, but now more so than ever, I look at people in any interaction. I think I look at people now who seem to have more money, right? I, I don't say I look down on them, but I'm leery of them, mm. right? Because when I mean, you look at all the politicians who are incredibly wealthy, right? They, yeah. they have no idea what a normal person no. lives, what they do no. in their life. They have no clue. They don't know what gas costs. They don't know what groceries cost. They don't know. They probably don't know how to do anything other than just be a politician, figure out how to swindle me out of my money. Right. That, <laughs> that's just it. But, but, but that being said, man, like I, I, I've always felt more of a connection to people in, in middle-class and, and like a poor demographic, mm -hmm. because I feel like that's a person who knows what real life is like. Right. Yeah, for sure. There's people who have a shit ton of money always seem to have a little bit of disconnection from the real world or who have always right. come from money. They have this disconnection that I can't fathom, right? Because I'm like, how do you not know how to do this or that? Or how do you not, you know, like you've always had this life of privilege. And I don't, I don't think that's, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, it's, it's odd to me. If I would like to hope if I ever, if I had come from money that I would try to figure out what the rest of the world was like. Mm -hmm. right and not just and and how lucky i am because i see people with like shit tons of money and i'm just like man what's it like to not worry about that shit right i've right. never had i've never had the luxury of of thinking like well i mean because if i lose my job i mean it ain't gonna be long before i run out of money right where i yeah, get exactly. my savings or whatever right exactly you know, i don't i don't have this uh you know and i ain't got folks who are gonna like have a shit ton of money for me to go i mean i probably go live in my dad's basement right you know? <laughs> but you know and I, it's, it's interesting you say, man, because like that, it, that breaks my heart that you, that you felt that way at one point, but it makes my heart full that you realize like, you know what? I put my pants on just like everybody else does. Right. Right. And I love that. Cause that's how I've always looked at people. Right. right. I never, I, you know, I'm, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, but I was fortunate in that upbringing. Something yeah. else you said earlier, and I want to circle back before I forget or I'll forget. The, yeah. To yeah. Say sure. It, Go for it. Is you know, we were talking about uh uvaldi and i don't know if you have to get back on that subject but i've worked for federal state and local governments now right i will tell you the biggest thing about government if it's important to them they will fund it i.e mm. all these new irs agents to be able to fucking pick my pocket all of our pockets not just my right. all of us is all the all the the middle class and below they're going to figure out a way to pick your pocket not one dime goes towards school safety. Like, are they putting, are they putting guys, you know, they put 87,000 security guards at schools. Right. No, no. Right. You know, what's important is I need more of your money so I can keep on doing what I do, living this high lifestyle. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, that's just something I was thinking like that. That's anybody who's ever worked in government will tell you that bureaucracy is built to be just that a bureaucracy. Right. And if it's important, they'll fund it. Yeah. If it's not important, they don't give two, they can tell you all day. Like, Oh, you know, we really care about the kids at school. This is terrible. We need to take away the guns. 
I'm like, you're just furthering your agenda, right? Be yeah. honest with me. I yeah. would be honest with me and go, look, I'm just shysty and I'm going to take away your gun so I can figure out a better way to control you. I would at least respect that. Right. Right. I have, I, I can't think of a politician I've known in any time, uh, in, in quite some time that I've had any respect for because to get elected these days in our system, you have to be beholden to somebody who gave you some money. Yeah. Look at Dan Crenshaw, man, you know, like former seal, like amazing guy, you know, now he's a multimillionaire. Mm -hmm. you know, first year and a half, two years in Congress. It's interesting how that happens, right? Yeah, you know, no but, doubt. Oh, but ah, we don't want to. We don't want to audit those guys. We want these new IRS agents doing that. Yeah, yeah. And ah, it's still crazy. And it's still crazy that we vote for these guys with all this money, uh, like they're going to make all these decisions. And it's like, why are we? Why are we even voting for them? You know, it's like mm. they don't. Like you said, they don't know anything about us. My mom made mm -hmm. this comment because you know Biden went to Uvalde, right? Mm. Uh, that was all over the news and everything else. And uh, I saw a picture. There was a picture of him with my family, right? And um, they were at the, uh, it was the Valdi Fairplex. They have this main building there. That's where they were at because that's where they were offering a lot of the services and a lot of the stuff that they were offering to the families there. And my mom made a, she made a comment and I'm just like, man, that is so on point. She goes, it's fine that the president goes, you know, like I'm not going to hate on the president for, for going over there. I, th yeah. I think that's great. Um, but she said, I really wish he would have gone to their homes. Mm. I really wish he would have gone to, you know, the neighborhoods where they came from. My cousin lived about a block away from Rob elementary. Yeah. And we were over at my uh, cousin's where she stayed at. She stayed with her grandma, her, her and her mom stayed there with, her grandmother and um we went over there when the tragedy happened and that was where everybody kind of congregated and had food and everything else that house was so small walt that the majority of us were outside mm. because it was one living room one kitchen and i think it was it may have been a two bedroom in the back but if it was they were very mm. small bedrooms yeah and with all the people that were there we couldn't all fit inside you know, no central air. We're talking window units. I mean, yeah. very, very, very humble. Yeah. What you would probably consider poverty or poor. Mm -hmm. And my family has always been that way. Um, I wish he, I wish Biden would have showed up there and seen yeah, this is what happen. I know. But, mm -hmm. you know, just the thought of this is what real people look like. This is what real Americans look like. This is the face of the people who you're taking money away from. Yeah, this is what it looks like, you know, yeah. um, but no, he did it, you know, because yeah. he doesn't and, care, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and that's and just most politicians don't, you know, I mean, exactly. I'm sure there are local politicians who to some extent care. I mean, I've got some I've got some heartache with the city of Austin who, you know, the they initially offered us a 14 cent raise for our contract for EMS mm. when we're busier than ever. Right. right and and but they recently elected to give them the, the city council and the mayor a big raise and i'm like you know it's it's hard when you you know like it, it's the thing man is politics is so i could never do it right because i yeah. can't i can't sell my soul right yeah. and yeah. i i know if if i ever there's in the crazy world that i got elected right first i demand a recount because like who would elect me but <laughs> i would man i would I'm i appreciate you it man. i appreciate you know, but like i just like, and, and to your point too, back to, because I was just going to hope a politician rant because I right. just, honestly, I feel like they're all shysty, yeah. but because they're beholden to somebody who got them elected and they're going to, you know, but to your point, man, I, 
I have way more in common, way more in common than with, with people who are middle class and who are, you know, are poor folks, right? Because they're real, right? They're real people just trying to live their life and trying to do their thing and pay for gas and pay for food and figure out how to get their kids to school and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Right. And I can, I can empathize and identify with that. Right. right. And they're going to be honest with you, right? The majority of people that I have known or I have ever met who are tremendously wealthy, you know, not that they're assholes, but you know, I've met, well, I've met some that are, but I've met some people who are poor, who are assholes. There's always right. going to be assholes. Yeah, right? yeah, of course. But I, I always feel like the, you know, the people that you meet are just more genuine who are just regular folks. Right. Right. They're more genuine. They're like, Hey, look, this is what I have and I'll share it with you. And this, you know, like I, you know, especially in the Hispanic community, the, the tightness of family is something that I, I don't have being a white kid, right? Like, I mean, we haven't, we rarely have a family get together anymore. Mm. Right? I'm not since I was a kid, you know, and that closeness of family in Hispanic communities and in black communities, I think it was you guys I was talking to. It was it when I went to the black church on a call. It was a, Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. We yeah, did yeah. talk about that. Yeah, man. And just the, the love and the, and just the, it was just amazing, you know? Yeah. And like, there's so much of that, that I miss. You know, because my family just sort of drifted apart. You know, yeah. what I mean? and like that. You know, and that's what a lot of white families do. They don't have that. Or, uh, not all, right? I don't know. I can't speak to all white folks, right? You know what I mean, uh, but you know, like I just, but most most families I know are white folks. They just sort of drift apart. And you have a few mm-hmm. people that get together, right? But they don't have that close family, yeah. Like Hispanic folks, black folks do. You know, and and I don't know, man. It's it's interesting to see these days. You know this weird chasm between the haves and have nots mm-hmm. and more so how that gets turned on people, you know, yes. like, like, Oh, you know, like the, the Democrats who have Pelosi is a multimillion. Her husband is a multi. Yeah, they they have them. a Oh, she's horrible. Right. Yeah. I have a great meme of her. Like, it's like, she's got like a vampire. Thing. She's tearing up the constitution, which is very on point. Yeah. No but, doubt. but, um, you know, she just she well she just says uh, when she was like china's yeah. one of the she just says china's one of the freest countries oh, in this world I'm like, is that the fbi no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> probably because we're talking about but, exactly yeah, that, but uh, you know again well and even when the attorney general's like you know i can't believe that you would disparage the fine folks of the fbi and i'm sure not all fbi agents are that yeah. there are there are good fbi agents i've of met course. some good fbi agents right but as a whole when you're prosecuting a warrant on one group and you're and you got the attorney general saying well like i can't believe you would ever say that the fbi would ever do anything you know any sort of shenanigans and i'm like there's a history of shenanigans yeah you know there's a yeah. history of shenanigans like you know and, and like not all of them are bad not, not all of anybody is bad right right, right? but as a whole uh, you know i'd be mean, like yeah, i'm weird yeah. you know yeah i mean especially when you see stuff so blatantly in your damn face you were talking about Hunter Biden earlier. I mean, how much more freaking red flashing lights do you need? You know what I mean? Mm. But yet nothing gets done, right? Mm. And and it's that kind of stuff that just really pisses me off when I see that. You know, it, it gets to the point for me anyway, and I'm just speaking for myself, where I'm just like, I'm just trying to worry about my little piece of the earth here, yeah. right? Yep. And it's like, I don't want to even worry about anything else. But then when I see, holy crap, it's really getting harder and harder to pay the bills as they come. Well, I'm realizing now that it's coming from that outside stuff that I'm trying to stay away from. It's going to touch me whether I like it or not. And that's the part, that's the part that really just kind of 
irks me, you know. And, and now having said that, while uh, I want to kind of shift gears a little bit here. So okay. I, I think we've done a pretty good job of, of really kind of talking about it. I'm not trying to be all doom and gloom, people. I promise. No, no. Yeah, um, I like you know, uh, but but I, I think we've done a pretty good job of showing how we're not doing all that great. But I don't know, Walt, do you think it's going to turn around? Or like Daniel always likes to say, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. And if that is the case, when is it going to get better? Mm, man, um, I vacillate on this so much. Right? Stumped because you, huh? <laughs> I, well, I, I hope that it gets better. I think that, I, I like Dan, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. But I don't mm -hmm. think it's going to get worse in the ways that, that we're necessarily thinking right now. Right. I, th I think, uh, I hope for midterms that we have a bit of a swing. So at, at least we have some more like checks and balances, right? Again, federal is yes. 51, you know, Madison and Monroe were, we're on point. Like we need checks and balances. Right. Um, I, I think that needs to happen. My concern is that it's going to get worse in some financial ways. And I, but I think that, all right. So I'll just strap yourself in for a second. Um, <laughs> I've been reading a lot from a guy named Peter Zihon recently, who is a, 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 a geoglobal um, sort of like a strategist economist, right? And he looks at things from a global perspective. I was reading his book. Um, the end is just the beginning. And he makes some really interesting points. That I had never thought of because he looks at it from a macro scale. And it's interesting because as a nation, we are better off than the vast majority of nations. I used to be really mm. concerned about China. I'm not as much now because China's carotid artery is oil from, from, the, from the Persian Gulf, from the mm. Middle East, right? And that oil, that shipping line is protected by the U.S. Navy. Mm, okay. So much of what's happened in the much of the prosperity of the world now is because of the United States and United States military might. So what's really interesting about that is, is China has, doesn't have a lot of raw materials and they don't, they have some manufacturing, but by the same token, they don't have the, if they don't have the ability to get raw materials to do the things that they do, the manufacturing that they do, and their population is aging, that's a big issue because their worker people, like there's, there are people who are older, right? They don't do as many, they're not going to work as much, right? They're going to, they're, they're just not able to as we get right, older. Right? right. So the U S we have a lot of natural resources. We have um, good. We have allies in Mexico, as far as like, I mean, it's Mexico's kind of a wild west, right? Yeah. But by the same token, there are a lot of people from Mexico who want to come here and work, right? So we have a younger worker force there. We have Canada, who's a friendly force, right? Mm -hmm. We have we have a lot of really uh, geographic and uh, geographic advantages. And we have, we still have our, we have a Navy that can protect us, like uh, what's called blue water protection, right? Whereas like you look at China, all their ships are still diesel, right? They can mm. only go about a thousand miles away from shore. Like they really can't protect their supply lines. And they're at odds with South Korea, Japan, who oddly enough has a very strong blue water Navy, right? right? And the ability to cut off China. I think it's going to get interesting in the next five to 10 years from a geoglobal point, right? How that's going to affect us, I don't know. I think that the next couple of years are going to be interesting. I think something we're going to absolutely have to do is swing this pendulum to the middle. Mm. I, I don't think we should just go far right, right? Because I don't Same. believe in far far right ideology either. Yeah. I think that we have to all jump on the home team, come for the big win, 
Right. Right. And start, you know, unfortunately, there's not as much money to be made on on everybody coming together and right and, and getting on the same t uh, right. you know same thing there's a lot more money to be made in divisiveness and there's a lot more people yeah. who are like well you know if i stir up some shit i could probably make some money on this somehow yeah right? exactly exactly that that's almighty that's dollar. my concern yeah that's my concern man because most everything everything translate you know like, i i think most everything translates back to somebody making some money for sure for sure you know I mean? it, it really kind of i go back to you know my school days and learning about the early part of our of our country right mm. when, when when we were on the barter system and things like that can you imagine how times how, how different things would be if that was still the case just mm. us relying on one another you know uh, i don't i don't mean to always take this back to christianity but hey it's my mm. belief right yeah. um I, one of the things that always i always loved about reading when i was reading the bible about the early church was that they believed like it wasn't just about having church service there was a sense of community in what they did and whenever mm -hmm. someone was in need the church the early church got together and met that need right yeah. they came together nobody was without anything because they supported one another you yeah. know and it all goes back to i think what the basis of just especially in our country unfortunately is mm -hmm. that there's a lot of um I'm not even going to call it greed, even though greed plays a big part of it. Mm -hmm. It's just selfishness. Yeah. We are just a selfish, as Americans, we are effing selfish, dude. Straight, oh, yeah. straight Absolutely. up. You know, we care more about our comfort and our, uh, you know, entertainment or whatever the case may be than we do about anybody else. I remember mm -hmm. growing up, especially with my grandparents in Uvalde, right? Mm -hmm. This is one of the reasons why, and, and we keep talking about Uvalde, but this is one of the reasons why I loved Uvalde so much, because there was this sense of community there like I had never seen before. I remember as a kid, my grandmother would be outside working on the yard and the lady that lived kind of catty corner across the street might come out and water the front of her yard. And it was not uncommon to hear, you know, in Spanish, of course, but hey, neighbor, how are you? How are things going? Oh, and then as you know, there she is leaning on the fence and the other neighbors leaning on the fence and they're just having this good old conversation. Mm -hmm. You don't see that anymore, man. Mm -hmm. You know, I've lived here in this neighborhood. It'll be uh, two years now coming this October. And I think I've only talked to my next door neighbor maybe two times. Neighbor across the street, maybe about the same. No, anywhere else? No, nothing. You know, yeah. and I'm at fault too. You know what I mean? We get so comfortable in where we're at that we just, we don't live that way anymore. We just give a yeah. damn about what's, what's going to keep us happy in a sense. Yeah. And I think selfishness is probably the root of, of the problem, you know, just, and this is again, just my opinion, you know, um, yeah. I think caring about each other more, forgetting our differences, you know what I mean? Uh, and that's the other thing too is that we get so so shook shook up because somebody doesn't believe the way we do or yeah. you know and that's how you how meet, dare you yeah exactly but that's how you meet the most interesting people man yep absolutely. you know what i mean that's absolutely. how you get i tell you what um especially lately i i've been really excited and happy about the stuff going on in my life now because i'm meeting a lot more interesting people now than i have ever in my life yeah, uh, be, being a musician um and, and you know we were talking earlier about the whole uh kind of the rich people and thing and the people you put up on pedestals like i said i did when i grew up mm -hmm. um being in the music scene now i've actually gotten to meet people that you would consider 
famous, right? Like because they're part of this real famous band, and yeah. and and then just being reminded and seeing that he's just a dude, just like I am. You know, mm -hmm. uh, he just has a different job, or he's just a little bit better at his job than I am, or whatever yeah, the case yeah, may yeah. be. You know, recently I picked up my my good friend from the airport, and he's part of a band that was real famous in the '90s. They're still famous, uh, famous enough to be touring Europe. Um, mm -hmm. And performing in front of seventy thousand people, so that tells nice. you something. But um, but yeah, down here in the states, they were more popular back in the nineties. But I went to pick him up from the airport, and along with him were two other members of the same band. Mm -hmm. And one of them happened to be the lead singer, which, as you know, in a in a in a rock band or a metal band, a lead singer that's like the yeah. main dude. Yeah, that's the front so, man. Yeah, exactly. So I ain't gonna lie, a little I, I marked out a little bit, but after a while, after a few minutes, like this is just like me. Yeah. He like he likes the Dallas Cowboys just like I like the Dallas Cowboys. You know, we were talking yeah. about Dallas Cowboys football. He likes barbecue like I like barbecue. Hell yeah. And, and I think going back to what we were talking about, how things can get better, if we would just start focusing on what makes us alike, mm -hmm. then on what makes us different, things would be so much better, you know? Absolutely. Because I think we could all I think you could agree with me that we all love food, mm -hmm. music family right those yeah. are things that we all have in common why can't we just get together division is everywhere you know um music i mean good lord man being in the metal scene for as long as i've been in and stuff i can't tell you how many times i've seen people argue over that's not metal that's yeah. metal who the hell cares you know what i mean yeah. it's yeah, like exactly. come on i i i'm just I'm just tired of the, of the division, I guess, you know? Yeah, man. Um, Same, bro. Same. That's why I'm, I'm glad I have this podcast now because nobody can tell me what I can or can't say, Man, you that, know? There it, is. Yeah, I get that. I get yeah. that because that is the, the pot having my podcast saved my soul in a lot of ways, you know, mm. like you, you know, you have these thoughts and ideas, you know, and you're like, am I the only one, you know, or, uh, yeah. you know, and you meet these like-minded people and you, you know, like you, interesting people like i get to talk to you man we have this great conversation right like and even if we disagreed on something but and something you said earlier really resonated with me yeah because in my neighborhood i know i know my neighbor to the left my neighbor to the right right and they're they're cool people right but the the neighbors that uh i get along with like like we go over there they come over here it's mm -hmm. a hispanic family and i nice. love them they're they're awesome because i always i always joke like we're the token gringos <laughs> right and i love it because when i go in on a big setting like that i'm actually a, an, an introvert right right i'm just very gregarious right and i'm, I'm not a big drinker per se right mm -hmm. i now smoke a cigar here and there right nice. but, but i like to go man i go over there and i wrote a um as a present to them for i want to say christmas a couple of years ago right. i wrote a short story about the family nice and they are just this amazing family and they all get together and they all come in and like, and, and I know all the gossip, and I know when like there's a rift between a brother and a sister, or yeah. a sister and a sister, or you know, or a cousin, whatever, you know, or this did this, you know, but but they always all still come back together, mm -hmm. and we go over there for every, we go over there for quinceañeras, we go over there for Christmas, we go over there for birthdays, we go over there, you know, they come over here for birthdays, right? They come, and they are, I love them, mm -hmm. right? And they have some family in the in the neighborhood as well. We've gone on vacation with them, nice and man it's so um it's 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 also it's a dichotomy because i miss having like family you know so they're almost like the second family for me in a way right i, I guess yeah i always joke that we're kind of the token gringos you know yeah I mean? but yeah I, 
but it's just, it's incredible. But those are the neighbors. Like if shit goes down, right. That's who I know has got my back. Right. right. I know. I, yeah. Like I, cause they're like, ah. cause they feel like you and I do, right. They're very, they're hardworking people. Right. Yeah. And they believe in like, you know, God guns and country, you know, and yeah, definitely. they're like, Hey, look, this, I worked hard for what I have in this house, you know, and this just, yeah. you know, in our family. And this is what's important to us. And we'll protect that with our, and so I, I love that about them. Cause right. if I ever have a problem, like, I know where I got to go across the cul-de-sac, right? Yeah. If they need something, they call me or come over here. Right. And I'm right. down for them. And like, I, I can say that about my neighbor to my right. You know, she's, she's a, a single older mom and she's kind of coming back into her own and like blossoming now. As, mm-hmm. And I love that. Cause she's around my age. I'm 57 and she's like blossoming, dating younger dudes and like finding herself. And I love that. Right. The neighbors to the other side are, are California, the, uh, the, and they're really nice, but they're a little more kind of like to themselves, kind of yeah. a thing, which I get because I live in California. And I sort of got like that. And I'm like, time to move. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I live next to my neighbor. I don't even say hello to him. Like, I got to go. Yeah. That's not me. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's interesting, man. Yeah. Interesting. So the the whole family thing. I mean, you're right about that. I mean, growing up in in the Hispanic culture, right? Because I am Hispanic. That was one thing that was really important. But I tell you what, man, I did learn growing up. Now in my adult years that um a lot of times with family and this and this what i'm about to say could be a whole other podcast but uh you know sometimes that family can be toxic yeah you know what i mean and the one thing that i've learned especially in my adult years is that family isn't always just blood and i think you're experiencing that with your friends because the, the relationship that you have doesn't sound like a friendship it sounds like a family yeah. You know, um, and the one thing that I do that I myself still carry from that Hispanic culture and everything, I love the same thing, man. I love I love entertaining. I love having people over. You know, I love having f- uh, family, food mm-hmm. and fun. That's what I love. Yep. And and it's not uncommon for me to get a hair up my ass and be like, I think I want a barbecue this weekend. And I just start making phone calls. Who wants to come? Who wants yeah. to come? Next love thing that. you know, the house is full of people. And are we blood related? Probably not all of us. But are we family? Hell yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And 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 I have people like that in my life that, you know, I'll, I'll mention him. I, I know it seems like I've mentioned him in every podcast I have, so I won't give his name in this one, but <laughs> he's a, uh, he's, he's, he's a guy that I was talking about that I picked up from the airport. Um, one of my closest friends, and I have another one who's even closer and it's like, they'll come over, you know, I'll invite them over. We'll just have, you know, a barbecue just because, or mm-hmm. because someone's birthday or whatever. And to me, those are just some of the best times you know just to be able to do that and uh yeah man i I think family is very important i just i'm a firm believer now that family doesn't always just mean blood so you know so to basically bring this to kind of a of a a closing moment because we're we're getting there yeah i i think to get to that good spot of course politically speaking we got to vote for you know more towards i i agree with you more towards the middle the middle ground vote for for what you believe in as far as issues go and not emotion is what i think yeah, first of all. yeah i agree i agree you know, vote, yeah vote facts or like yes i know what the yes. platform is right you know and like exactly vote for, yeah, I agree. exactly and then i think the other thing is where you're at start to just come out of your shell come out of your come mm-hmm. out of your hole and just start loving on other people um you know say hi to your neighbor and and stop making it all about just you and i'm saying this for myself too right yeah. and i think because i think if we start to do that more if if 
if you are listening to this podcast, you're one person. Imagine if we had just 100 people listening to this podcast, all go out and do that. Just how much of a better community they would have in their communities, right? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I think yeah. that's where it starts, you know, and and I'm with you, man. I think if if we just focus on things like that and just pray, cross our fingers, whatever the case may be, I think we can turn this around. I'm one of those optimistic guys, right? Yeah. I, I see I see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I oh, have I my, want to be. I want to be so bad. <laughs> I have my faith in God and I believe at the end of the day, uh, you know, he wins, you know, and he's a just God. That's kind of how I see it. So no matter how bad it gets, when it's all said and done, the good guys win. That's just what I believe, right? Um, it may take some time to get there and we may see a lot of crap. But, yeah. you know, eventually we will get there. I think the main thing is just not to lose hope. You yeah. know, what do you think? I agree, man. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, you're on point, man. It's just like doing what you can in your little slice of the world and your sphere of influence and just, man, trying to put good in the world. That's that's how I always look at it. You know, right. I, uh, man, it's because it gets weirder and weirder. And the weirder it gets, the more I try to just like stay true to myself and my own values, you know, and yeah, and just try to not lose that. Also, I don't, I don't ever want to lose that humanity, you know, or be, you know, become like those people that I have just like, how can you just shit on everything and everybody? And you yeah. know, I don't want to become that person because that's easy to do too. It's easy to go down the negative road. Yeah, for it's sure. It's just like, I fuck everybody else. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. That's, that's an, e that's an easy one. Yeah. Right. Definitely. It's hard to be like, no, stay the course, you know, just stay the course, hold the line. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Man, awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Oh, thanks, just, brother. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, this was definitely a fun conversation. Absolutely. I can't believe it's already been over an hour. It didn't even feel like it. Yeah, honestly. I know, right? I love it. I love it. <laughs> but uh, listen, uh, before we end it, I want you to go ahead and let everybody know how they can find you, how they can find your podcast. If someone to reach out to you, maybe they have questions, or maybe they just want to get to know you, uh, whatever the case may be, why don't you uh, give them all of that information if you don't mind? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, the podcast is Distinguished Savage. So I'm switching RSS feeds right now. So there's there's two feeds up, which is really frustrating. I can't get the other one to drop off for some reason. Yeah, okay. But if, if the last one you see is Savage Sunday 35, that's the old feed. And there's about eight or nine episodes after that one. So look for the other feed. Um, also, you can find me on Instagram. Usually that's where I pretty much am always uh, Distinguished Savage. Right. You can email me at, Walt, at the distinguishedsavage.com. I'm rarely on Facebook. That's, right. that's, that's, yeah, that's too divisive, man. Yeah. Instagram's the best way to find me. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I'll be honest. If it wasn't for the projects that I'm in, like the, my band and, you know, yeah. of course, the, the podcast and stuff that I do, especially the wrestling podcast, because there's a lot of stuff that we do on Facebook, um, I'd probably get away from Facebook because there's more yeah. devices oh. that's going on there than oh, anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. That's horrible. But, uh, but thank you again, man, for, for being on here. Thanks for uh, having me, brother. I yeah, feel, I'm man. honored, man. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely gonna have to bring you back. I'll find some other topics, you know, so we can talk about because oh, I'll yammer all day. about. Oh, them, shoot. Man. No, so, so will I. And it's good to find a, a good yeah. partner to talk about it with. So yeah. I'll definitely be having you back. So do me a favor. Don't don't take off just yet. So I can say goodbye <laughs> to you after I, I sign off. But but just thanks again. But everybody, I just want to thank you all for tuning into the podcast. Um, it's a little bit different subject today than what we've talked about. But as I stated before, that's what this is going to be. I'm just going to talk about whatever is on my mind during that particular week, whatever I might have been thinking of, whatever I might have had in my heart. I have a platform now where I want to share it. And maybe just maybe you have that same idea or you have that same opinion. And if you don't, well, maybe you can give me a different perspective. And how you can do that is by contacting me via email. So I do have an email address. It is i.m.o 
www.podcast22 at gmail.com. Shoot me a podcast. If you have a show idea, if you have a question, maybe you have a rebuttal. Hey, I welcome it. I'm one of those guys that I will keep an open mind. Unless you start insulting me, I will insult you back because I don't just sit there and take it. So just putting that out there. <laughs> but anyway, I do want to thank you so much for listening. I really greatly appreciate it. Please go and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give me a like. Uh, give me that five-star rating if you would, please. And share it. Share with anybody you know would be interested in this. Um, and I appreciate your support. So until next week, when I'll have a new topic, just remember when you tune in, it's all about IMO in my opinion, not yours, mine. So just be ready for that. Thanks again for tuning in guys. Y'all have a great one. We will see you soon. Bye-bye.